0: Welcome back to another division breakdown episode. Today we are breaking down the NFC South. Uh, I think the worst division in the NFL last year. We'll see how it shapes up again this year. Um, We've got the NFC South. If you're just new here, this is the first division breakdown you're watching. What we're doing is we're giving an in-depth breakdown analysis of each four teams in each division and then giving you our final predictions of how the division standings will be at the end of the season. So not giving predictions about records specifically just standings one through four um, we're breaking it down to get two teams each i mean, in the divisions let's go ahead and start off chase with your first team here in the nfc south
1: yeah so my first team if you guys are uh w- have watched any other video i don't think this is going to be very shocking but i have the atlanta falcons i am very high on the atlanta falcons this year i believe that they can go worse to first little teaser there but Desmond Ritter is the big question mark and I believe this offense is very very talented that Desmond Ritter doesn't have to be a superstar right I think if he can even be a Derek Carr Ryan Tannehill type player that this offense is going to hum right I've got or the Falcons have got Tyler Algier who was a thousand yard rusher last year they added Bijan Robinson one of the best running back prospects we've ever seen maybe maybe of all time. Saquon might be up there, but he's right there. They've got Cordell Patterson, who Arthur Smith has been able to unlock Cordy P to be something that he has been, never been, right? The the vision of when he was drafted has finally came to realization on the Falcons. Then you go to the receiving room. They have Drake London, their first round pick last year. Dude looks like a stud. Looks like a com, com, carbon copy of Mike Evans, right? He's just catching everything thrown to him. Big red zone target. And then you have Mike Hollins, who had his best year of his career playing opposite side of – the uh man, why am I fumbling words? The opposite side of Adams last year in the Raiders. He had uh, 690 yards, four touchdowns, and he looks like a beast. This guy, I swear, gained like 80 pounds of muscle. I've seen him working out some of the videos the Falcons posted. Dude's huge. And then, of course, the X Factor, the superstar that was promised but never received, Kyle Pitts. One of the only rookie tight ends to go for a thousand yards. This guy is a true unicorn, but they use him a lot as blocking. They don't know really what to do with him yet. Is he going to get involved in the offense? I believe he is, and I believe he is going to be a stud. But I don't think the offense is what's keeping people away from the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's very obvious to see where the offense is. I think it's more of the defense. So let's talk about some of the additions they've made. They brought in Clayus Campbell, who, is, of course, is on the back end of his career, but he's just such a massive human being. And he hasn't really slowed down any production. So, if, I mean, he, he could be on the decline, but his decline would be miles ahead of what they had last year they brought in Zach Harrison from the draft this guy was a beast at Ohio State I think he was kind of overlooked because he didn't quite live up to the hype of going from Joey Bosa to Nick Bosa to Chase Young he was supposed to take over he didn't really if you really are if Falcons fans if you really want to see some great Zach Harrison go look at that Penn State game Ohio State played he single-handedly took over that game he would look like the best player out there even with some of the players from Penn State and then they brought in Jesse Bates to, to be the cornerstone of that defensive backfield. Right. One of their problems is they couldn't have anyone that could stop the the long plays, right? Even uh what was PJ Walker hit the throw of his lifetime, the longest throw last year recorded to DJ Moore against the Falcons. They ended up winning that game, but it was 89 yards because he was literally wide open. No one down back there can 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 contest with him. They brought in Jesse Bates, you know, a, a really good player from the Bengals. He play a playoff player who has experience and can trained some of these younger guys like Richie Grant and A.J. Terrell, who A.J. Terrell was amazing two years ago. And at lackluster last year, I'm going to say that was because he had to cover for such long time. We know these cornerbacks, right? These wide receivers are so talented. These cornerbacks can't cover for eight, nine seconds that the Falcons were able to give opposing quarterbacks to throw the ball because they lack pressure so I think this uh defense is greatly charged Grady Jarrett's coming back from his injury he has been great in the past they've moved him around that defensive line now they have Clays Campbell there they can kind of make a one two destroy you know huge destroying presence in the middle of the offensive line I really like these Falcons and I think they can give it a fair shot to win their division
0: yeah I mean you you, you really nailed all, all the all the important stuff there I mean obviously you know the offense um the offense is set up for success. They've got playmakers at every single level. Quarterback is going to be the question mark there with Ritter. Um, we saw a little kind of taste of him. I think it was like the final four games of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Something like that to where, you know, he showed flashes, you know, whatever. But going into the season, right, clear-cut starter, not behind Mariota this year. So he's, he's for sure the quarterback one. And so, you know, whole offseason to kind of be in that system with Arthur Smith and kind of get around there. Um. I think you know we'll, we'll be good for him. So we'll see what he's able able to do. I don't I, I don't understand why it's so confusing on how to use Kyle Pitts. You saw how they used yes. him in Florida. You see how the tight ends are being used. I mean, you see what the Chiefs do with Travis Kelsey. You see you know you see other tight ends and positions. Like when you have Kyle Pitts like that's just it's hard for me to say like sit back and say like wow how do I use Kyle Pitts like you just freaking use him like like just do it um, and so. Um that'll be if if they can unlock in, they can definitely go to a to a whole other level. But honestly, my whole biggest thing about the Falcons is is defense, right? Um to me they just they just have not done anything to get better on defense. I've talk, I, I'm beating, you know, a, a drum on this, you know, was I'm beating a dead horse with this because they were dead last in the league in sacks last year. Um they could not get to the quarterback and they did not do anything to fix that. Um, they just they just didn't right. They put you know they went in on all in on offense, um, and you know that was their choice. We'll see if it plans out, but um, there that that defense is definitely going to be their their Achilles heel. Uh, that's that's why I'm out on the Falcons. Is I don't think their defense is going to be good enough, no matter how fun and and good their offense is going to be. Their defense still isn't going to be good enough, and so it's 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 tough for me to get behind the Falcons just because of that.
1: Yeah, no, I completely understand that, right? And that's that's kind of holding them back from, I think, an, even another level. If they, instead of Bijan, take Bijan out and you add someone like, uh, um, I can't even think who the Raiders drafted right now. Tyrese Tyree Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Tyree Wilson would take this defense to another level. You lose that Bijan, but how important is a running back? I still think that offense is just enough to edge out the rest of this division that we'll talk about later in this episode.
0: Yeah. I just right now. yeah. I just yeah, I can't get behind it. It's just um man, you could them Lucas Vanessa, they could then Tyres Well, I mean they could have done a whole lot of stuff there and they decided to go to offense that are running but like you just had Tyler Gier, who didn't even play the entire season, go for over a thousand yards. And so I it whatever. Falcons fans, if you like it, great. Um I just I didn't like the pick. Um but um Bijan's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, honestly, in the offense, he's gonna be—he's gonna be a stud, right? Falcons are definitely a run design team, right? If Tyler, he can go for a thousand, Bijan can go for five thousand. So, um, it's—it's it's gonna be—it's gonna be fun to watch for sure. Um, but just can't get behind that defense. Um, let me go to a, a team with the defense that I can not get behind, um, and that's gonna be the New Orleans Saints. Um, the New Orleans Saints, um, since I. Segue here with the defense. I'll talk about the defense. Um, they've they've got a lot of work to do on on the defense um, based off of what they've lost. Right, um, New Orleans Saints are notorious for kind of living in this cap hell landscape where each year um, they got to figure out stuff to do because they do some crazy stuff with the cap. And so this off season was one of those where they lost a ton of people up front on the defense. Marcus Davenport gone, David Onyamada gone, Caden Ellis gone, Shai Tuttle gone. So they had to do a whole kind of revamp there of the defensive front. Um, you know, they brought in Colin Sanders. They brought in Nathan Shepard. And then with their first two picks in the draft, they went after Brian Brisey and Isaiah Falsky. right? So not a shock there. What they had to replace, um, they, unlike the Falcons, replaced positions of need that they needed. Um, and so they were able to, to, to get those. So um, that defense. Um, as, as a, you, there's a lot to like about the defense. I mean, it's, there's a top defense every year. Um, last year, they only allowed this is a fun fact actually. On the other day, they only allowed 17 passing touchdowns all season. That's one passing touchdown a game, um, which is just, which is considering the fact that this is a passing lead league. Like that's that's pretty remarkable. They only gave up one passing touchdown a game essentially. So the defense there um, is is fantastic. I, don't, I mean, the defense is going to be there and it's going to be good enough, I think, to put them in to win games. That's not the question. The question is, is then going to be on the offense. Um, now they've been kind of going through this kind of the same thing. You know, ever since Drew Brees, they really haven't had that that position, you know, fixed. They thought maybe it was Jameis Winston, you know, that didn't work out. They thought maybe it was Andy Dalton, that didn't work out. Maybe it was Taysom Hill, that didn't work out. They've been kind of going through this revolving door of quarterbacks here again. Um, and so this year, right, with the opening um to sign Derek Carr, they go after and get free agent Derek Carr, um, who Uh, Was was really treated poorly by the Raiders. That was a whole another story. But um, they went and snagged him up, and so now they have. You know, they believe they have. You know, their guy here for the next three to four years. Um, Michael Thomas is coming back. They have Chris Olave, who is a stud. Um, They have brought in Jamal Williams, who's going to you know put him in at the one yard line. He's going to score touchdowns. Um, You know, they still have Jarvis Landry there. Um, They've got. um, I love tight end Jawan. Jawan Johnson. Um, Joan Johnson, um, I think he's a very underrated player. Um, they got um, Kendra Miller um, in the draft at running back. I would say have Alvin Kamara. He's kind of fallen off. By th- I don't know. I think Alvin Kamara is very dependent on the type of quarterback that's there. Um, when he was with Drew Brees, it was great. Um, without Drew Brees, that production just hasn't been there. And They just haven't really used him the same way that Drew Brees was able to use him. So he's suspended for the first, I think, three or four games. So we'll see a more of Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. Um, I'm really high on, on Chris Olave. Um He was my pick last year to be um, um, Rookie of the Year. Um, I think he definitely could have been if Jameis Winston didn't get injured because um, the whole offense kind of took a turn when they went to Andy Dalton. And even when Jameis was back and the offense was still sucking, they still stuck with Andy Dalton and they didn't go to Jameis Winston, which was confusing to me. Um, but now they have Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr, I've never been the fan of Derek Carr, um, but he usually comes in as the best quarterback in this division. You know, a veteran, a veteran presence who – Um, is going to be able to help them win some games, obviously, right? Um, I don't think it's going to be enough to take them to like a whole next level where they're going to be, you know, competing in the playoffs for a Super Bowl. Um, Within this division and with this team, you know, I think um, Derek Carr can be very serviceable. Um, And so um, Cameron Jordan on the defense is still kicking. Um, I, I think he's People I heard people talking the other day about he just re signed with him for like another like two years or something. He's like gonna finish his you know, his whole career with the Saints, which is great. But people were talking about him as like a Hall of Famer. I'm just like, Whoa, I'm out on that. So, um, but um, um I, 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 I'm confident in the Saints to be what they need to be to to compete with him this division. Um, like I said not expecting them to do any great thing especially with the addition of Darren Carr um, I think Derek Carr can definitely if Michael Thomas is fully healthy I think we forget how good Michael Thomas was so he's going to be a healthy I love Chris Olave. excited to see his jump in year two I know we can trust that defense I'm not worried about that defense so it's going to be you know how good is the offense going to be able to be uh, I'm not a big fan of preseason but if the preseason game they played on Sunday is any indication it looks like they could probably be it looks like it could probably be pretty good. So we kind of saw a flash of maybe the potential there. That's what I see what preseason as. I always see it as a potential. Not necessarily what we're gonna get every single play, every single week, um, but the potential is there. So um I, I like the potential that I saw um there. And so um I'm um I, I was high on the Saints originally, then I got low on the Saints, and I, as far as the division is concerned, and then I think I'm coming around to be a little bit higher on the Saints. I'm not I'm not entirely for sure yet. Um, I'll, I'll keep my picks, you know, suspense for the end of this episode or in the end of this um, um, video. But um, um, I, I think the Saints are, are in good shape to compete within within this division. Now, mind you, this division was they were all seven and ten, um, with one um, eight and nineteen. Right, the Bucks only one with with one game um, in front of it, so it's not like um, any team has clearly separated from each other. It's going to go down to to the wire. Um and so it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out, but um that's that's kind of my my breakdown there. The Saints, I think I think they're in good shape.
1: Yeah, uh, I I like certain aspects of the Saints, right? Uh, Chris Olave, you mentioned him a lot. I love Chris Olave. I wanted him on the Green Bay so bad. He is he is a baller. The only thing, Chris Olave, if he could protect his head, it seems like every catch he has, this guy gets wrecked every with contact. I think he went out like three times with a head uh, head injury prove it wasn't concussion came back in but uh michael thomas hasn't played for or hasn't played a meaningful game in two years right he's getting older i think he's pushing 30 if he's not 30 already he had one season where he popped you know he wasn't wasn't something great like we've seen historically i think his uh that one season was so great that we overrate his stats i'm not very high on michael thomas i love Derek carr's addition to this team and that defense i think they are still getting a little overrated, right? They didn't allow a lot of passing touchdowns because you didn't have to pass. They couldn't stop the run for nothing last year. I believe they were 27th in the league stopping the run. They just couldn't do it. And they're playing a, a teams that can run the ball pretty well. Like we've talked about the Falcons and other teams here. I know running doesn't equal winning. I'm not talking, you know, quarterbacks, most important passing. Rashawn Lattimore, he's a stud. Everyone else in that defense it's fallen off from North their glory days were, and they're still hanging on to that great Saints defense that Drew Brees always has. So I'm a little bit lower than you seem on the Saints, but I see the high points that you,
0: you pointed out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How, it's going to be fun. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. It's kind of those divisions where it's like it's, it's wide open. Um, this is probably the most wide cool. open division, um, and so um, it'll be exciting to see how it shakes out. But hit us there with your second team here, Jason.
1: Yep. All right. So I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll talk about the big talk right now. Kyle Trask versus Baker Mayfield, right? That's the talk of the town. The first time I've ever seen an or on the depth charts. We've talked about that in previous episodes. I believe that Baker, this is his last stint in the league, right? I think if he doesn't show that he can still be that quarterback that we've seen for a full season in, in Cleveland, right? I think that he's gone. I think he's going to put it all out there. I hope he does good. I'm a big Baker believer. Kyle Trask was never really a fan of him, but I hope if Baker fails, he can pick it up, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers seen something in him at one point in time. He was the second overall or second round pick, not second overall, second round pick. He had an amazing team around him at Florida with Davis Tooney and Kyle Pitts, and he's got pretty good studs here on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Sean White say running back that hasn't had a lot of use because they've had People above him in the depth charts, he's finally getting his, his flowers. He's really good. And then I love Chase Edmonds. He's bounced around last year to a couple teams. He's going to be essential in what this team needs to do, which is play action. Baker is one of the best quarterbacks in the league when they run play action in Cleveland. They need to bring that back. Chase Edmonds, Rashawn White is a big part of that play action. The other big part is those wide receivers. Mike Evans, who we had a talk about this off-air the other day, I believe is a Hall of Famer. He's a stud, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's there. They have brought in Russell Gage. They drafted one of your sleeper picks, Trey Palmer from Nebraska, a very speedy wide receiver that's very, very good at tracking the ball down the field. I think that's They've got the tight end there. That was a highest pick last year and Kate Otten coming in to kind of fill that Gronkowski hole that was left. And obviously losing Tom Brady is going to hurt this team. I think the bigger part of this team is the offensive line. That offensive line is not where it was when Tom Brady was leading them to the Super Bowl, right? They still have Tristan worfs who as an Iowa Hawkeye and just a stud is a really good guy. Ryan Jensen looks to be coming back, but with Achilles injury like he had, who knows what we're going to get the rest of the guys are just not up to their stuff, right? They are no longer that offensive line that Tom Brady had. That defense is still kicking. I like Shaq Barrett a lot. Uh, Levante David's still there. He's a really, really good player. Devin White's still there. They've still got a bunch of Carlton Davis in that backfield. He's a very good cornerback. I don't think the defense is going to be the part of this. It's going to be, honestly, the offensive line play. Can they protect their quarterbacks enough to run some play action, get some easy passes to either Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield? I think the bigger story is this offensive line, and I am not buying into it.
0: Yeah, um, I'm I'm definitely low on 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 the Buccaneers. I mean, if you're telling me you know Tom Brady can only win eight games with you, Baker Mayfield's going to come in and win more than that. I I, mean, I just I I can't get behind that. I love Baker too. Um, I, I hate what happened to him in Cleveland. He was given another shot in, in Carolina, and that didn't work out. Had that one random like incredible night and with the <laughs> Rams, Um and then just kind of, you know, faltered off after that. So, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see how it happens. It looks, I mean, he's got some studs still at wide receiver, you know, with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Right. So definitely, you know, one of the um, top duos in, in the league, as long as they're healthy. Um, but um, yeah, I mean that, that quarterback position is, is going to be, is going to be a big question mark. Even when Baker, if when, I think he is going to win the starting job. Yes, um, it's going to be you know how well is, is he going to be able to play consistently? Are they going to have patience with him? Are they going to get off him and try to give Kyle Trask some of those live reps? You know, and meaningful games that he hasn't you know seen ever in his career. So, um, it's, it's it's going to be interesting to watch there for the Bucks for sure.
1: Yes, yep, I agree. Right, hit us with the last team rounding this out. Garrett.
0: We've got the Carolina Panthers. Um, and um you've, you've been watching, you know I'm super high on the Panthers, super high on Bryce Young. I'm just gonna dive right in here to, to Bryce Young. So um I mean Bryce Young for me, um, we're coming out of the draft, he's was my clear cut number one pick. You know, people were talking about like, oh, is it gonna be CJ Stroud? Is it gonna be Anthony Richardson? whatever. I never once wavered there for my pick. Bryce Young was was uh ever I, I always say this, but ever since I saw him play opening You know, his his first game as a starter against Miami. Ever since I saw that game watched him play, clear cut for me, he was already locked in as a future number one draft pick. That's how long I've been on the Bryce Young train. It's wild to me that he's going to be one of, I think he's the best quarterback Bam has ever had, especially when we're talking about recently. I think he's better than two. I think he's better than Jalen. I think he's better than Mac. And it's just crazy to me about him out of all his other people, but one that doesn't have a natty. Um, it's just completely crazy. To me, but like, man, you look at like what he missed on. Like if he was there when he had the weapons, you know, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, um, uh, Jalen, Wal- like Devontae Smith, all the like if he was stuck with like the crappiest set of wide receivers that Bama has ever had in recent memory. And if he would have had those guys, Oh my gosh. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a Bama guy at all, but like what he could have done with those guys, like if that was there. Um, man, I just, and so I, it sucks that he's going to be the best quarterback Bam has ever had and not have any natty to show for it. But anyway, I think, I think the the Panthers got their guy 100% fantastic. I'm excited to see Frank Reich work with him. Um, he's a kind of a known quarterback whisperer to kind of work and develop him. Um, I love that pairing. I think it's going to go really well. So I love their on offense, and I love what they've done. They've committed to building a supporting cast around Not necessarily with a lot of young talent. They obviously brought in a lot of veteran players, but still good quality veteran players to kind of give him something to work with. Right? We see so many teams like not give their their guy, you know, early on people to work with, and it sucks. It it hurts their development, and it takes them longer to get there. But the Panthers said, listen, we're going to do it. So they brought in DJ Chark. They brought in Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, and Hayden Hurst. Um, so, like I said, great players. Um, there are veteran players, you know, towards the end of their career, right? They're nothing going to come in there and be there for the long term. Um, but still enough to be able, you know, veteran players, good caliber players are going to be able to help Bryce Young actually be able to acclimate himself to the league. So I really liked what, what they did there on, on offense for him. So, um, I'm a super excited to watch, you know, him develop and in, in their offensive play. And I think he's in in the right spot. And I think the Panthers got it right. Obviously time will tell if that's true. Um, but as of right now, I, I think they got it right. And I'm super excited. Um, as far as defense goes, they didn't do too much, um, on defense. They brought in Von Bell, um, from, uh, from Cincinnati. They brought in shy Tuttle from division rival, of the saints to try to get better there on, um, on the defense side of the ball. Um that's another thing where they struggled on, on defense, right? They need to get better on defense as well. They were not very good on defense. Um but um they're they're trying to get better at um at that point. Um I like their second round pick and Jonathan Mingo. I think he was an underrated receiver coming out there of Ole Miss. So excited to watch him um play. Um obviously I think they're going to miss DJ Moore um but that was part of the package deal that they had to give up to go up to get that first overall pick there for Bryce Young. Um, but when you're looking at the most important uh, position um, on your team, there's going to be some risks and some things that you have to take. And so they just selected that that D, that that um, DJ Moore is going to have to be one of those risks where they have to get rid of a star player and some draft picks in order to get to get their guy. So, I mean, the pressure is going to be on Bryce Young, especially whenever a team trades up to get you to be the number one overall draft pick. Being number one overall is is enough. Is is pressure anyway? But whenever a team gives up stuff to move up to get you, I think that adds more more pressure, right? You have to pan out where that trade was, you know, was worthless, right? And so, but I think if there's one player that I can handle, I think it's going to be Bryce Young. I just I can't say uh, I'd love to just to meet the guy, I just shake his hand. I just cannot say more glowing things about about Bryce Young. I just love the player, I love the dude. Super excited to watch him play for the Panthers this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, all five ten of them. No, I'm kidding. I really like Bryce Young. I think he's a really, really good guy, a really good quarterback. I'm sure he's a good guy, too. I don't know him, but I'm very excited to see what he's got. Um, You're a little higher in some of the other additions they brought. Like, I don't think Adam Thielen has much left in the tank. I do like Terrence Marshall. I seen actually today that he went down in uh, training camp. I hope that he can come back because I really, really liked him coming out of the draft. Jonathan Mingo is a stud. DJ Chark is going to unlock Bryce uh, Bryce's deep ball that we didn't really get to see due to the lack of talent that Alabama had at wide receiver. Uh, I think this defense needs some more uh, respect put on it, right? Brian Burns is that guy. He really is. He's been he's been like that since they've drafted him. Der, uh, Derek Brown is one of a solid defensive tackle. I think this is the best the NFL's ever had in defensive tackle, and I think Derek Brown is a big part of that. He's he's up there with some of the best ones. JC Horn, even though he was hurt last year, hey, JC Horn's just as much gets the, needs to be in that conversation of one of the best cornerbacks. Uh, I can't uh, Frankie Louvu, their middle linebacker, is kind of an unknown name. He's kind of stepped into. That gap, that, that huge gap that uh, Luke keechley left when he retired a couple of years ago, kind of that untimely, shocking goodbye that Luke keekley had. Frankie Luvu is finally a guy that can step up there and even play just a half of what keekley gave them. I really like this defense, and I really, really like Frank Reich and this all-star coaching staff that he's been able to put in support for the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I didn't really touch those big names on defense. I'm glad you mentioned it. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, JC Horn. Really the only def- the only defect really on defense is going to be the the cornerback position. I mean, outside of JC Horn, right? Yes. do Jackson hasn't been good. CJ Henderson hasn't been good. Um Keith Taylor hasn't been good. So, I mean, there's definitely um they're definitely lacking in, in, in the cornerback position for sure. Um, but they make for up for it kind of what they have up front there, um, to kind of get after the quarterback to where um, you're not putting really your corner or your corners in kind of one-on-one situations where they have to cover. I'm just cover enough to where um, there's not really a throwing lane for the quarterback to get to. So the, the defense can get there. But I agree. I like the the Panthers defense a lot. I think it's, it's, it's under the radar, kind of underrated. So, uh, but that was it. Those were the the, the four breakdowns um, of the teams in the NFC South. Um, so let's go ahead and give our final um, predictions here for the standings chase. So I'll let you go ahead and go first. So who do you got winning the division um, and who do you got? Um, well, not winning the division. Yeah.
1: I've got the Atlanta Falcons on top of this division. I covered them in my breakdown. I'm really high on the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think they're going to be great team-wise, like in the NFL, but I think they have enough to win this division. Then I've got the Panthers coming in second. I think Bryce Young is a stud in the making, but it's very, very hard for a rookie quarterback to win a division, even one as open as this one. Then I've got the Saints third. I think Derek Carr's good, but I think that's where he normally finishes in a division, and I don't think that's going to change Dennis Allen at the helm of this offense slash defense. And then I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last main mainly not even for the quarterback reasons, but for the reasons on that offensive line, I don't even think we'll we'll notice how bad the quarterback is if he's on his butt all the time. So.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my my rankings are, are, are this, I I wanted to so bad dig down deep and, and, and put the Panthers at, at one or winning the division, you know, have the rookie quarterback come and win the division. Um, but it's close. We got to these. I just, I just can't do it. So I'm actually going with the new Orleans saints here, mm-hmm. um, to win the division. And number one, I think, um, just the, like I said, I'm not Highlander at Carr as a quarterback, but I think that stability has a veteran presence in the quarterback and that team as a whole. Um, I think this is kind of more complete and more grounded than the other teams in the division. So I, I like them to come out on top of that division. Um, number two, Second place, number two, I actually went here. But this is where I got the Carolina Panthers going. Um, Falcons at three. Um, and then Bucks at four. So the reason why I had the Panthers or the Falcons is, is, like I said before, is I just don't, I just, I'm not buying into that defense there for the Falcons. And I think that's what's going to, uh, no matter how much we're going to love the offense, you know, playing and, and flashing and things like that, that the defense isn't going to be able to, to stop teams to where they're going to be able to win the games. I like the Panthers defense more. And so that's why i have the Panthers going in. So i have got the Saints, Panthers, uh, Falcons, and then the Buccaneers.
1: Yep, I, I can see all that happening. Again, this division is completely hard to predict. I think, you know, we talked about it at the beginning, this has been a division that's uh, not really been known for being great, really ever. And I say that now, and you know, this Falcons were in the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, the Panthers were in the Super Bowl. And then as they were in the Super Bowl, all the other teams were not good. So This has been a division of a elite team and nobody. And I think that's finally over where they're just kind of a collective group of average teams. So I could see it playing out really anyway, but this division is going to be fun to watch though. I think there's high flying offenses and really good defenses in this division, just not together on the
0: same teams. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it's wide open. Like we said before, I think this is the, the division, the most wide open division. Um just you know we're looking at last year, right? Three of them finished with the same exact record. Um, although it was only separated by, by uh by one win. So and it can go either way um in the division. So that's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch, right? I mean it was kinda that way with the NFC least for a long period of time and so we're kinda getting that way here for the, the NFC South. I haven't come up with a cool nickname for it yet, but I'm sure someone will come up with something. But um um but that's it. Yeah, that's our division breakdown here for the NFC South. Let us know in the comments here what you thought about our breakdowns and you thought about our final prediction standings. Um will Bryce Young be able to lead the Panthers to a division title this rookie year, or is it gonna be the Falcons or will the Saints kind of come back after they've been gone for some time or are we just completely disregarding the Bucks? I mean they still have good talent there, or are they gonna be able to come in and play? Let us know in the comments if you haven't already check out our other division breakdown series. We got one more week left, or we're coming out with the AFC and NFC West. Um, if you haven't, like, comment, subscribe, um, and then um, just, yeah, just give us any feedback there and, in the comments. So uh, make sure you check out other videos in our weekly podcast that we release weekly um, every Thursday for your um, audio pleasure. Thanks for giving us right here for the Division Breakdown. We'll see you next time here on All Things Football.